Ladies and gents, how you doing? What's going on? Ah, uh, it's episode 256. Hard to believe we're up to 256 now, isn't it? Uh, of Aid Thompson and other disappointments. Your twice, sometimes thrice weekly delve into the worlds of politics, news, dystopia, and all things awful. Um, hope you guys are doing all right. I uh, hope you've got yourself um, a nice fat bifter rolled up. Or you've just cracked open a cold one. Um, shall I shall I join you for a beer? It's Tuesday night, right? Happy Tuesday. I mean, that's basically the weekend. Um, I've got a... It's not even a beer. It's a, a cider. Yeah, let's just do it, shall we? Let's do it. I was thinking tonight, like, I'm not feeling too great. I feel a little bit bunged up. Um, and sensible people would be like, well, then why don't you just rest? Easy, you know, give your, chance, give your body a chance to recover, aid, but... My weird alcohol ravaged brain is like, no, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna feel like shit tomorrow, you may as well may as well do it in style. <laughs> may as well have had a nice evening now to sort of look back. Anyway. So uh yes. Uh inches medium apple cider. Here we go. Tastes revolting. Um so there is that. Uh what's going on out there, guys? What's in the news? What should we talk about? This time, this solo episode. Um, uh, one story that uh, that caught my imagination. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Rishi Sunak and Gillian Keegan have announced over the last couple of days that they are going to give teachers new powers to take away phones from school children. So that's... Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, we all know that. Like, if you follow me and you, you know, you saw the TikToks or like the alternative paper reviews or whatever, or you see me on Twitter ranting about it, you will know that this is happening already, right? Um, but I've only just seen the video that Rishi Sunak put out with this policy announcement. Um, <laughs> here it is, right? Let's let's play the audio. Let's see if we can get it running. Let's do it. One of the biggest issues One of the biggest issues children and teachers grapple with every day is the imp <laughs> it's, all, it's already bad, isn't it? It's already the idea that he wouldn't hand his mobile phone over to somebody that he wouldn't have an aid. They're going like, do you want to just give me a phone? Have you put your phone on silent, Rish? You have. You haven't. No, we'll put it on silent then. Is the imp like, like the idea that he even answers his own phone. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that people phone Rishi Sunak directly. I think we've noticed that because he lost his mobile phone, remember? And then people tried to phone him and it went through his voicemail. He says he lost the phone, but it was still connected. People were phone. But the point is, he doesn't answer his phone. We've covered this. Is the impact of... See how frustrating that is. See how frustrating that is. Like, he's got one of those voices, hasn't he? See how frustrating that is. Like, this, this is what struck me with this video. He's got one of those voices where he can't sound pissed off. <laughs> you know, it's like a handicap. Like, he's been born without that tone, without that. There's just something in his voice box. It's like, like if he ever actually lost it, if he tried to bollock somebody or, like, shout at them or actually swear properly, <laughs> it'd be like, 
Did you see how frustrating that is, you, you tossing piss dick? <laughs> people would be like, you can't swear. I don't know where people go to swear, but they don't teach it at Winchester, clearly. However much money you pay them. Because you can't swear. Do you reckon it's like a sort of wealth thing? Do you think it's because he comes from money? You know, he's quite wealthy, quite well-off, rich people, private school, high society types. Do you think it's just because they've got no real problems? <laughs> they've got no money problems. They just, if they've got any real problems, like they just throw money at it, it goes away, you know? So they've never had to develop the tone and the passion and the gusto to actually be pissed off with people. Like, if that was a real person, they'd be like, oh, do you see, do you see how fucking annoying that is? They'd throw it down. They'd slap the aid around and be like, why didn't you tell me to get rid of my phone before we start filming? But yeah, anyway. See how frustrating that is. Almost one third of secondary school pupils said their lessons were disrupted by phones. We know that they're a distraction in the classroom and cause bullying in schools. Many schools have already banned them, which has led to a safer and better learning environment for their students. There's a couple of bits there. It's like, you know, a third of secondary school pupils, did he say, have reported that mobile phones are a distraction or have been a distraction in the classroom, according to their survey. Um, which is, you know, it's probably true. It's probably accurate. But I do wonder... Dear listeners, I do wonder how many of those teenagers would have answered yes, that they are a bit, they can be a bit of a distraction, if you had told them that this survey is a prelude to you taking their phone away from them. Because I reckon a lot of them would have changed their answer. I reckon a lot of them would have been like, well, I mean, so yeah, some, sometimes they could be a bit, a bit distracting. But no, 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 I'd actually be more distracted if you confiscated my phone from me completely. If I was banned from having a phone on school premises, I actually think I'd be more distracted from the... I'd, I'll be twitching. <laughs> I'll be going cold turkey. So yeah, so there's that. And then there's this other line, which is just weird, isn't it? It's like they're announcing the policy. They're going to give teachers and schools the powers to ban mobile phones. But then he even acknowledges it in the video, in the announcement that a lot of schools are already doing this. So what exactly are you empowering these schools with? Are we just saying that they've gone completely off the rails and just been writing their own rule books? Oh my goodness. What are these schools like? Now we're publishing new guidance so other schools have the support they need to do the same. We're making sure our children receive the education that they deserve. Ah, oh, that's nice, isn't it? That's nice of them. Good old Rishi Sunak. Good old Gillian Keegan. They're all hard. They're always looking out for the education system, I find. Um, now, I don't know if you've seen the reaction to this video uh, that's bubbled up on, on Twitter uh, today. It's Tuesday today at time of recording. Uh, Labour have taken this video, which is just the latest in a load of like really cringe videos. Poorly acted, insincere performances by a Prime Minister who just clearly skipped drama at Winchester, just is not cut out for... It's kind of tragic, really, because his entire job, any politician's job, is just to lie, just to act like you give a shit, just to act like you understand what's... 
being asked of you. Just to act like you're across your brief. That's your whole job. And he can't do it. He can't appear earnest or sincere. He always adopts this sort of like priest-like tone or um, school's counsellor, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's there's just something about him that's like, I don't believe a fucking word you say. Like, there's some politicians, I do believe them. And more fool me, because they'll probably come back around. And, you know, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the ass by believing a word that any of them say. But he is not one of them. <laughs> he cannot act. He cannot pretend. <laughs> he can't. This is how you know his marriage is real. This is how you know his wife is his best friend. Because he can't fake sincerity. <laughs> she has to know that he means it. Because if he even tried to lie to her, she'd be like, I fucking know when you're lying, you piece of shit. I know. You're the worst liar in the world. Um, anyway, so Labour uh, really mauled Rishi Sunak for this. Um, they put out a sort of, you know, a dummy video. They photoshopped the phone to make it look like he was getting these push notifications through. <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty good trolling, really, I thought, from Labour. Maybe I'm biased, but, um, uh, but yeah, it was like, um, you know, stuff stuff that would sort of alert Rishi to the fact that this commitment was like 500 days overdue. And then there was like a news push notification that said, you know, the NHS waiting list has gone up since he became prime minister. Like all of these sort of, you know, humiliating prodding of the bear kind of thing. It was pretty good, I thought. Um, I mean, I would have gone one further. Like if I, if I worked in Labour comms, I would have like... Super Tansky always tells me that I just, I just go too far <laughs> i live on that sort of edge of too far with the political comedy and and satire but here's where i would have gone if i was mauling rishi sunak for that phone thing and he pulls out the phone and then you know you photoshop and it like if i was going to take the piss out of him for that i would have like taken it back to the first couple of lines where he's just like we all know how distracting phones can be and then I would have cut to like the House of Commons, me shouting over the benches like, Oi, Parrish, put the tractor pawn away. Have a deep fake of him going, like, Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, these, these things are so addictive. <laughs> we all know how distracting these things can be. Honestly. What, what was the other line in there? Like towards the end, he was like, We're, we're, we're making sure that our children receive the education they deserve. In that sort of insincere tone. That was, uh, that was towards here. Like, he's such a fucking clown, isn't he? He's just a dead man walking <laughs> at this point. He can't hope to fix any of the problems that the UK is actually facing, can he? He just can't. It's not in his toolkit. He's done. Like, what are, what are the actual problems that we're facing that he might actually be able to help us with? We've, we've got energy security. That's a pretty big one. Uh, national security. You know, are we going to get invaded? We've got Russian fighter planes invading our airspace. We've got Putin sending agents onto British soil and giving people Novichok sandwiches and shit. We've got a housing crisis. We've got a collapsing NHS. We've got collapsing school buildings. Can't forget about that while we're talking about education. And this motherfucker's like, oi, do you know, do you know what my, 
win them over. Do you know? I, I think what's really important to the to the plebs out there. I think this might this might do the trick. We've tried a lot of stuff. We tried marble statues. We tried this. We tried that. None of it's worked. But I think I think this is what they're after. Right. I think we should enact some weird nanny state bullshit that most schools already have in place. But I think we should just, you know, package it up and do a slick little video. And then we, I think we should push it out, but also acknowledge in the video that weirdly it's already a rule that's in place at most of the schools. I really think I think that's going to win people over. I think that will convince them that we are competent and we've got vision. <laughs> we've got new ideas. Yeah. Vote Rishi for change. Christ. Sometimes these things can lead to bullying, he says. <laughs> sometimes, maybe we're going to have to take away children's phones because sometimes the phones or the content on them or absence of phones, you know, you don't have a phone. Ha, 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 like some, sometimes this stuff can result in bullying. So go after the bullies. <laughs> bullying is, unless things have really changed since I was at school, bullying is against the rules. Go after the bullies, Rish. I mean, I know it took you a while with Dominic Raab, but I'm confident you've got it in you. I really, really think it's possible that some teachers and head teachers might be able to handle some bullies. I feel like that's within their experience portfolio. Or, um, or maybe, maybe it's not. Like, maybe, maybe we have to wait for energy bills to double again. You know, or something else horrible to happen. Your local hospital to collapse. You know, something really bad policy-wise has to happen in order for another distraction line to come out of CCHQ, and then they'd be like, "Oh yeah, just say, um, just say we're giving teachers new powers to ban bullying." That's how it works, isn't it? They just fuck up stuff, loot send contracts to their mates, allow stuff to collapse, and then when the incompetence bubbles up into everybody's periphery, they come out with a policy like this. They're like, we're giving uh, teachers new powers to ban mobile phones. It's like, oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks. It, it was already banned. They were already banned in all of these schools. You, do you actually think that people are sat there in their classrooms going like, yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah, no, I'm on Snapchat, teach. I said in a minute, bruv. Is that what they think school is like now? God. But I wouldn't put it past them, you know? Next time there's a big scandal. In fact, don't rule this out, right? The next time there's a big scandal, the scandal might be that a cabinet minister has broken the ministerial code and is being investigated for bullying. And then to distract from that, they will say, well, we're against bullying. We're giving teachers new powers to ban bullying. Oh, God. Anyway, look, um, I, I think the nuts and bolts of this this story are thus. Right. Let's just try and bring it back to what the story is actually about. Right. And, th and then we're going to move on to something else. So so Sunak and Keegan dreamt up this policy. Right. It doesn't really make any sense. It just reflects a th thing that's already there. Um, and they haven't gone. This is what's like newly funny about it. It turns out they, they haven't gone to the teachers union. <laughs> to talk to them about this or about any of the other challenges that they face in their industry. This is what's so mind-blowing about it. It's like, if you're the Home Secretary, you go and talk to the police, right? And whoever's running asylum, you know, you talk to your industry, 
or representatives thereof. If you are the defence secretary, you talk to the army, you talk to BAE systems, you know, weapons manufacturers. You're deep in the industry, understanding the challenges they face. This is the fucking education secretary. Secretary of State for Education for the UK. And this is a new policy. And, and they haven't gone to the teachers union. <laughs> the teachers union put out a statement. And they were like, yeah, this is, um, this is a baffling policy. <laughs> and they're basically like, I mean, this isn't word for word, but this is the gist of it. They were like, yeah, look, if you actually want to look at the problems we're facing in teaching, in education, in the United Kingdom, give us a call, Jill. Give us a call sometime. But obviously, you know, they haven't and they won't. Um, uh, because, you know, that story, that story came out early yesterday morning with the, you know, Good Morning Britain news rounds and the early morning, you know, first edition of the papers. And then now it's, you know, it's Tuesday, Tuesday night even. And the news cycle has moved on. It's achieved its aim, that policy, because it gobbled up the headlines for another 24 hours and then we weren't focusing on the things that we should have been focusing on. And now, you know, now we're talking about Kemi Badenoch and Scott Benton being unseated up there. Because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but when these push notifications come through to my phone, I find them oh so distracting. Anyway. I mean, I would love, I'd love just one time Right. And then just just this. And then I promise we'll <laughs> we'll move on to something else. I just like one time I'd like to see a journalist just pull Sunak to pieces, you know, on this sort of stuff. I'd love to see them just go like, listen, Prime Minister, Prime Minister, listen, um, don't you think it might be a little ridiculous? I, 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 I don't follow. Don't, no, just hear me out. Don't you think it might be a little bit ridiculous for you lot? to start legislating on big tech when none of you appear to know how to work a phone properly yourselves to start with. I, I, I'm not sure. Not, not, not sure I, uh, I follow. Like, are you really best placed to be advising on technology is my question for you. Hey, how, how do you mean? You're going to have to elaborate. Well, I mean, like just over the last few years, Rishi, the last few, there's been a few now, the last few Conservative administrations, you've had what? You've had Pretty Patel accidentally lost 400,000 criminal records because of an IT glitch. You know, you had the guy with the tractor porn. You had Boris Johnson's personal mobile phone number all over the dark web. <laughs> you had a £7 million prime ministerial Briefing suite that's completely unused and now dismantled. You had a £10 million unused nerve centre for Dominic Cummings. You had, you had Nadine Dorries not understanding what streaming was. You had four of you at the helm steering the country through the pandemic and all of you lost your WhatsApps. All right, get to the, get to the fucking point. <laughs> well, do, you, do you ever think that maybe... You know, maybe if ever there were a group of people who lacked the credibility to rule over others' use of technology, I think maybe you lot might be in the running. <laughs> How about that shit? You know, that would I'd love to see a journalist do that. Just really pull him to pieces. 
have him in the hot seat. You know, that's my dream. My obsession, to borrow a phrase, would be for someone to take Rishi Sunak to task on technology specifically. You know, but it, for it to be really fucking brutal for him, right? And then the clip gets shared, like, all around the world. And it's, like, on YouTube with, like, three million views. Not just in the UK, like, throughout Europe and especially in the United States, right? Like, the title would be, like, British Prime Minister humiliated for trying to legislate tech, right? Just imagine that for a second. And then I would like that to be so brutal and so humiliating that it scuppers his retirement plans in Silicon Valley. That's where I want to see that head. I want to see his retirement plans in California go up in flames like fucking Grenfell. You know, yes, I am that petty. A lot of people are like, well, you know, if you don't like them, vote them out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they don't just get to swan off to the dinner circuit. The speaking circuit? Absolutely not. You guys will remember when Boris Johnson was ousted. I was like, well, it doesn't end here. You know, I will start a fundraiser to get all of the sewage extracted from Portsmouth Harbour and transported down to his nice new mansion that he's bought with his post prime ministerial speaking career. And I want all of that dumped into the moat that surrounds it. And there is a moat and I do want that to happen. I am a card-carrying member of Team Petty. Um, and with Rishi Sunak, that's what I want for him. You know, you don't just get to swan off on a private jet to Silicon Valley and sit in some board role in Facebook or Microsoft or Apple. Go fuck yourself. I would like his reputation as a technologist or a sort of aspiring Silicon Valley type to be in tatters. That is what I want. It's my dream my obsession. Um, what else is going on out there, guys? What else is happening? Um, King Charles. King Charles. Let's get into the royals for a minute, shall we? King Charles has changed the logo from a square-ish crown, right? For his, you know, he's the sovereign. He gets his own logo or, you know, all of that jazz. It used to be a sort of squarish crown, I gather, uh, and now it's turned into a sort of roundish one. And guess how much this commercial artwork changed? Very modest, completely unnecessary. <laughs> guess how much it's going to cost? It goes on like documentation, it goes on this website, it's going to be on post boxes. Guess how much it's going to cost? £50 million. <laughs> £50 million. To change it from one crown to another, to a slightly different another one. I mean, it's just, you know, mind-boggling, isn't it? The detachment. The entitlement. To just go, yeah, I don't really like that one. Can we, like, how much is it to do this one over? F 50 million, is it? Yeah, all right. Yeah, fine. Fine. Just, yeah, put it, put it in the... Pleb account. Just, yeah, son, give, give him the checkbook from the, from the tax money. Yeah, yeah, plebs will, plebs will pick it up. Like, how detached, out of touch, entitled, and all of those other words that we always throw around, how much of that do you have to be to just send the bill for 50 million quid 
back to the taxpayer because you'd rather have a roundy crown on the thing than the old square one. You know, I thought these people were supposed to be in tradition. 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 God, I've only had a sip of cider so far. You know, this is the one time I would actually be down with the traditional stuff. It's like, can't you just make do with it? I think we've all grown accustomed to this. I think if you change from that, it's like you're messing with it. Starting to feel a little bit, uh, little bit woke there, Charlie. A little bit National Trust, if you don't mind me saying so. But yeah, it's just like a, like a different world, isn't it? Imagine being able to just sign that off. 50 million pounds. I mean, that's like a lot of us talk about lottery winner money, don't we? You know, if I won the lottery, like even if it's a double rollover now, like you're looking at what, 7 million, maybe 10 million or something thereabouts. 50 million. It's like Euro millions, isn't it? 50 million to just sign that off just for a slightly different thing. I mean, imagine how stupid, like we talked about how detached and out of touch somebody like King Charles must be. But imagine how stupid you've got to be in 2024 to still be a royalist. <laughs> to say, like, in some respects, it's not his fault. He's been raised to think that he's God-appointed and perfect and that this is his role. He deserves all of this and we should all worship it. And if you've been brainwashed since birth to think you're a king, well, maybe there's some element of forgiveness that we can afford someone like that. But if you grow up in the UK and you're not the king and you have like, but you still think that the royals are your betters and that they deserve this stuff. Like how dumb do you have to be to be a royalist in 2024? <laughs> Clapping and cheering this lot as they blow 50 million pounds on a slight logo change while your nearest care home in 15 miles closes because there's no fucking money for it. But there you are, clapping and cheering. Clapping. Oh, oh, no, they do so much for charity, though, don't they? They do so much for charity. That's the thing. Oh, right. OK, do they? Any any fun runs to keep the care home open over there? No, 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 no. I haven't seen them do any fun runs. But they do They do, do so much for charity. So I read in every single right-wing paper every single day, just to the right of the main news. I always see a nice, pretty picture of Kate and a little thing of William looking, smiling with his kids. And I think of King Charles coming out of the hospital looking very brave. Oh, he's very, very brave. And they do so much for charity. Did they, um, did they donate three million pounds of their own money to a social care fund, maybe, or something, you know, so your dad could be put up somewhere else in his autumn and winter years? Uh, no. No, 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 no. But they're, but they're good, though, aren't they? They are. They're lovely. They're lovely, the Royals. They do so much. I love Charles. I love Charles. I love the way he just, you know, appears in the, in the Telegraph. God bless his heart. God bless Charlie. Oh, I love him. You know, and you're like, you're covered in mud and stinking of piss, banished to behind the security gate, but you're still there like, God bless you, Charlie. God bless you, your highness. That's you. Well, maybe not you. You know, listeners, you, my listeners and I, you know, we're, we're of a certain political persuasion. I, I doubt that many of you are royalists. I mean, the proverbial you. But it's like, you know, why, why are they changing this fucking thing now? You know, for 50 million, 50 million quid in this economy. 
Like, it would be forgivable if it was sarcastic, like if they were in on the joke, if they were like, I can't believe I'm doing this, you know? But why are they spending £50 million to update this logo? And there's like a sort of, uh, I think there's like a King Charles element to it. I don't think they're changing it to like KR, you know, like it was ER, Elizabeth Royal, sort of KR. I don't think they're doing that, but there's something Charles related to it, right? But why are they spending £50 million to update the logo and branding to Charles when they're only going to have to update it to William in a year's time anyway? What? No, wait. No, that's too far. That is... That is disrespectful. He'll probably be all right, Aid. He's probably going to last a few more years. OK, I'm just saying. For 50 million quid. Maybe hang on a bit. See how this pans out. I mean, like, I actually like the idea, right? This is my other theory, right? I like the idea that it's not actually entitled opulence, right? Like, it looks extravagant when you read it in the paper. It sounds extravagant when you hear it on the radio news, on LBC and every, you know, 50 million pounds to change the logo? You know, sounds bad in the, in the cost of living crisis, you know, but I like the idea that it's actually, that's the watered down budget. Like originally it was going to be a full on rebrand. It's like, that's how I'm choosing to interpret. That's, that makes it more palatable for me. You guys do what you need to do, but that's how I, how it, I allow it to make sense in my head. You know, it's like they went to Buckingham Palace Treasury and they were like, oh, well, you, you got to help us. <laughs> Need some, uh, need some, I mean, like, here's, here's the problem, right? Harry has made us all look like cunts. He's, you know, and, and also we're a firm full of racists, basically. We are the beneficiaries of British empire and colonialism. We, we, we know that. So we need to focus on how we're going to make ourselves look more likable. How do we recover from all of the myriad scandals, rumours, awfulness, of the last two years, uh, you know, the Treasury is just like, well, I, I, I don't follow. Can, can, can you elaborate a little? Well, OK, look, we, uh, Fergie is basically a mess. You know, I've mentioned the racism. <laughs> it's not ideal from a branding marketing perspective. Uh, Kate is basically a mute. You know, she's not said a word for literally years. So she's I mean, she looks nice, but she can't talk away out of trouble. Andrew's a raging nonceberger. We desperately need a rebrand. For the whole family and the treasury like oh okay um yeah we, we'd we'd love to help i mean we we, we really would uh, like how much were you thinking well you know about four or five hundred million pounds is how much we think it's going to cost that's how much we're gonna have to spend on pr on paying off journalists that's how much it will cost to make us look good <laughs> half a billion yeah, yeah, 400, 500 million is the, the ballpark guesstimate that, that we're working through. Well, I mean, it's, it, that's a lot of money. And, it's like, and Charles is like, well, yes, yes, it is. But it, it, unfortunately, we are literally the peak of unfairness and racism, colonialism. And it, that, that's how much it's likely to cost <laughs> to make us likable. That's surprised the heck. Is, is that OK? Can we get, can we get four or five hundred million and the Treasury just like, listen, listen, uh, Charles, 
let's let's just put it this way, um, shall we? Uh, your brother cleaned us out when he ended up paying fifteen million pounds to not be sued. <laughs> Charles would be like, right, okay. How how does that work? You you pay money to not be sued, but you're being sued for a lot of money. Yeah, it's very complicated. Uh, yeah. But half the half a billion pro- probably off the cards, Charlie. It, it might look a bit out of touch when regular people uh, hear about this sort of expenditure. Um, might might just look a little bit out of touch versus the challenges that that some people are facing. Wait, 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 what what is that, that you've got there? And Charles is just like, oh, this is um, yeah, this is my uh, my woven in wig that I sometimes wear that is constructed entirely of 18th century virgin hair, and I carry it around in a gold plate, and it is transported by my three most trusted butlers. Right, okay, I mean, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You look out of touch and weird. You throw half a billy into the mix on PR management fees. All hell is going to break loose, Charles. It's not not going to be a good look. Oh right, okay, okay. So, so, so I guess I guess your royal highness I, I guess what I'm saying is that um you know you you want a big flashy rebrand you want to be loved and it's going to be very very costly and the economy is really really struggling so is there just a, a chance that maybe we could um uh, water it down a bit and Charles would be like are, are you seriously suggesting that a king <laughs> celebrated with you know abject excessive expensive nonsense like the the stone of destiny and then do you remember that stone of destiny the coronation the the sword of narnia and gold carriages and diamond crowns and brian may playing guitar on top of buckingham palace are you suggesting really that a king has to tone it down a bit (laughs) I just think it would go down better with uh, with Joe Public if we spend the minimum that we possibly can on your PR expenses in the middle of a cost of living crisis. Anyway, so um, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe this right, just changing the logo for fifty million. Maybe that is the result of his PR people and the Treasury people going like, do you know what? You do need a rebrand, you know? All of you have serious problems. You're all disgusting or racist or literal paedophiles or like, we, we don't even know what Kate is because <laughs> she's so scared of opening her mouth that the truth might actually come out and then we'll see what she's all about. You're all disgusting. So you definitely need a rebrand, but I'm sorry, the best we can do right now is we'll, we'll let you change the crown a bit. In the logo. You get to change the logo, but that's it. Um, anyway, over to the US now. Let's go and uh, have a quick look at what's happening over in Trump land, shall we? That's always entertaining. So I suppose the big story over there is the same as it's been for weeks, for months, right? You've got Donald Trump, who is the aspirational Republican nomination to go for the presidency later this year. Um, And he's still sort of stuck in those primary stages. He's going up against Nikki Haley, who looks to be sort of down and out. Like, she doesn't have the support that Donald Trump has. However, she's refusing to leave the race. Which means that he has to keep spending money to ensure that he wins those states, those areas, right? 
So we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but more recently, Trump got saddled with a $350 million fine. You might have read about that. Um, Trump Org, which is his, uh, his company based in New York, big real estate company. Uh, Trump Org is basically in the toilet now. It's <laughs> They've been found guilty of running a sort of fraudulent scam kind of business operation. I talked a bit about it on a, I think it was an alternative paper review or something earlier in the week or late last week. Uh, it's basically like, you know, they're inflating the value of their assets so they can go to the bank and say, I want loads of money. I want to borrow money because um, you don't pay tax on loans. Remember? Uh, and then when it comes to tax time, filling in the tax returns, uh, they're like, oh, actually, the hotel's not worth that much. Uh, don't know why I said that for the loan. And so the two don't tally. And so they've ended up with this big fine. Uh, and if he can't pay it, which is kind of 50-50 at the moment, if he can't pay it, they're going to take his New York Trump Tower building, which is like iconic. It's his home. They, like he thought he had a bad weekend when they raided Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Going through his fake Oval Office drawers and stuff. He's like, no, stay out of there. Stay out of my fake Oval Office. My toy. I'm still the president. He thought that was a bad time. Um, he's going to end up having to construct a fake Trump Tower <laughs> to go with his fake Oval Office for another place that he used to live <laughs> that he no longer has any control over. Um, so yeah, 50-50, they're going to take his Trump Tower. It's pretty, uh, pretty insane. Like Basically, the way that these things work is you get saddled with a fine off the back of a civil suit. And you have X many days uh, to pay the fine or to appeal. But even if you're going to appeal, you have to front the money plus 10%. So he's got to have the money if you know somewhere, even if he's going to appeal. Uh, and if he doesn't put this money up, then they seize his assets <laughs> to recoup the money. So it's really looking bad for him in terms of his ability to run any sort of real estate business in New York, which he's banned from doing anyway for the next three years. So that's all terrible for Donald Trump. Uh, then he's got the Stormy Daniels case, which starts in earnest in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and that's the like this New York stuff. That's just money. You know, if he can't front the money, they'll take his tower. But he's still all right. He's still free. He's still running for president. You know, the game hasn't changed much. The Stormy Daniels one is the one that's probably going to send him to jail. <laughs> or send him on the run. It's going to be the it's going to be the saddest news footage, isn't it? It's going to be like OJ 2.0. You remember the OJ footage where he's like in the white Bronco in the slowest car chase ever? flanked by all of these cop cars and he's like driving along the freeway at like 35 miles an hour or something the slowest car chase ever until now because donald trump is going to get found guilty for this and they're going to try to send him to jail but there's no way that donald trump's going to jail donald trump will go on the run you know he'll be protected and he'll jump in his limousine it'll be a gold limousine Driving out of New York, you know, out to New Jersey, <laughs> flanked by, I was going to say flanked by police chasing him, but 
weirdly, I feel like the police might be on his side. I don't know. Like, I mean, the whole thing, like, it's building up to this, uh, you know, um, this possibility that a former president might actually end up in prison. But honestly, I think more likely is that the US will descend into some sort of terror, civil war kind of territory. Like, long-time listeners of the podcast will know that I've been sort of predicting this for about three years now. I'm like, the US is just on course for a civil war. I don't know why nobody's talking about it. And now, you know, we're literally knocking on the door of the thing happening. I'm like, really? Everybody still thinks he's just going to go quietly, do they? <laughs> when he's got like this army of Trump fans flanking, flanking. That's obviously my day uh, word of the day, isn't it? Not flanking. His army of fans. And they are, you know, they're such gun nuts. You may as well consider them an army or a militia. You know, camping outside his homes, cheering him on. So that's the one that could send him to jail. He's leading Biden in some key states. I think we've touched on that before. But he's trailing Biden in cash. Which obviously in America is the national religion. Uh, and in American politics, you know, cash is just king. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like, how much have you got in your war chest to spend on adverts, to pay leafleters, to buy this thing and that, you know? I don't think they really have limits on ad spend and campaign spend, do they? So whoever's got the most in their bank account wins, right? Then there's the Georgia case, guys. Let's not forget that. And then finally, there's this situation with Nikki Haley. Um, which I, I touched on earlier, which is really aggravating him. I don't know if you've read any of the, like, the commentary and the source quotes and all this stuff, but basically it's the situation is this. He doesn't want to be spending war chest money fighting Nikki Haley in all of these Republican nomination primary states because it's useless. It's like he hasn't... He's already got less money than Biden. <laughs> Biden's got more money than him, so he's kind of at a disadvantage once the campaign begins in earnest if he does get the republican nomination he needs all the money that he can get but he's trailing biden in the war chest money he doesn't want to needlessly be blowing five million here ten million there fighting these republican v republican races <laughs> printing out leaflets it's money that he doesn't have <laughs> so things are not looking great for old donny Anyway, none of this detracts from the loving support that this, uh, this legally entangled, morally and financially bankrupt uh, loser is still garnering. Um, on honestly, this will, this will blow your mind. You would think, you know, indictments, found guilty of this, found guilty of that. Uh, history of running scams from Trump stakes to Trump universities, all like all of his history that you and I all know, right? You would think rational people would look at that and go, maybe he's not my guy. But just take a listen to this shit. We, the people, support our, our greatest president, President Trump, and President's Day, the year 2024. President's Day. Okay. All right. That, that's why you're there. Is it like what? Why do I get the feeling that this guy is there every day? <laughs> you know, you know, it's like when you go down the pub on a Tuesday night, you know, just because like, I don't know, something weird happened. Like you happen to be in town to see your mum 
and then you just swung by the pub that you used to go to when you were like 18 or 19. You're like, I might just nip in there. Just, you know, see how it's changed. You know, a bit of retro nostalgia going on. And you walk in there and then you see someone that you used to go drink with and he's in there and he's fucking hammered. <laughs> and then the excuses come out. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm only down here on, on a Tuesday because um, uh, it's, oh, it's my brother's... Uh, it's my brother's birthday earlier, so that's that's why we're all out. Who's who's out with you? Oh, uh, uh, they they all went home. They all went home. Even your brother. It's his birthday, and you're all all out. Who's who else was out? Oh, uh, um, I, I, just just a couple of us really. Yeah, no, they they're a bit tired. But I'm I'm not always here. I'm not. I don't. I'm not always smashed on a Tuesday night. I promise. It's just it's uh. Is it uh, 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 Fox News? Fox News is uh, uh, it's President's Day. <laughs> yes, yes, President's Day. And I go, this is the year where I go. President Trump is going to be uh, elected again for the third time. I go, we the people had enough of Joe and the Democrats. So this is this is the most important election in our nation's history. Is it, either uh, freedom or socialism? I mean, I can see why he doesn't like socialism because if socialism was actually implemented and there was a decent care sector, I reckon that guy'd be committed. President Trump is our last hope, and he is he is our savior for our nation for our freedom. Uh, oh, pardon me. He's going to take care of you, is he? That's good. That's nice. He's going to take care of you. I, w I wonder if he'll start by letting you into Mar-a-Lago, you know, instead of <laughs> instead of banishing you over the other side of the road and keeping you locked behind those security gates. <laughs> Look at him. He's going to help me. He's going to protect me. Donald Trump cares for me, does he? Not, not yet. He doesn't. And he is he is our savior. I mean, Jesus Christ, right? Check check out this one. Hi, my name is Susan, and I am here to support President Trump, our true president. Joy, and I'm here to also support Trump and save our country. Okay. Okay, ladies. That's, I mean, yeah, supporting who you think is the president, and you think there's a lot of importance on this upcoming election. These are, these are fairly normal things. You know, you could find this, I think, on the left of the political uh, persuasion also. So let's continue. So do you guys come to these events often? I know it's 100% grassroots organized. Cool. Really, uh, really punk rock then. <laughs> all grassroots all organized. It's, it's just, there's no industry backing, guys. There's no, it's just people doing it for themselves. Punk rock, DIY. Like it reminds me of when, when, you know, uh, uh, like comedians, well, maybe you don't, but like well, I see comedians share stuff around on Twitter quite a lot and Facebook and stuff. And every now and then there's somebody who's like filmed their own special. Special. <laughs> they film it and edit it themselves. It's like a shaky little, you know, hand, handy cam thing from like 2002. Terrible editing. It's all shot on one camera as well. It's like just one camera at the back of the thing. People's heads. <laughs> Heads <laughs> walking past it. You can barely hear what they're saying because there's glasses clinking and people chatting in the back row. And they share this thing. They're like, hey, check out my special. I did it with no industry backing. <laughs> like it's <coughs> like it's punk rock as DIY. I did it with no industry backing. There's always like it sounds impressive until you think like the subtext there is like, oh yeah, so you don't you don't have an agent then. That's <laughs> that's what you're saying. All the agents told you to fuck off, did they? Okay, good. Okay, no, I did this all with no industry backing. Yeah, 
Yay. Looks it, too. Yes, I come out every Thursday. We have a bunch of Patriots that meet somewhere between West Palm and Boynton Beach. Patriots, my God. To support our president and wave our flags proudly. I mean, so far, so boring, right? Like, they sound like they just love Trump. He's the favorite candidate. They're out waving their flags, showing him a bit of love. Well, Trump is our people's president, and he has America behind him, and that is what is killing the deep state. They don't like it. They know they're going down. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We got there in the end, didn't we? And that is what is killing the deep state. They don't like it. I mean... Here's, here's the thing about this, right, is like, so I do this show, I do the alternative paper review, occasionally I try and put out like a proper punk politics video, and some of the stuff that I put out attracts uh, Patreons, it attracts YouTube community members, occasionally I get stopped in the street, not very often, because, you know, I'm still pretty small on this, um, and physically, uh, but I've, you know, I've attracted a very, very small, modest following. And the people who do follow me on Patreon, YouTube community members, I've spoken to them. I've met them in life, in real life. I've had Skype one-to-one -one chats with a few of them. And I can say, honestly, hand on heart, lovely people. You know, intelligent, politically aware. We have insightful, stimulating conversations. And when I meet them in person, we all have a few beers and they're lovely, lovely people. I think if I was a cult leader like Donald Trump <laughs> and I saw this lot, like, isn't there a part of him that must be like, oh, God, is this really, is this really the sort of people that, like, that I attract, is it? I get these guys. Like, how come all of the smart people, all the academics, how come they all go running after Joe Biden? How come I've got this motherfucker? And he is, he is our savior of our nation for our freedom. <laughs> I mean, like, how, how come they get Bill Gates and Harvard and I end up here with Forrest Gump and the water boy? <laughs> like, guys, uh, that's it. I've got to leave it there. I've got to run in the house, look after the kids. If you are enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying the alternative paper reviews, uh, don't be a stranger. Do consider joining the community. Uh, if you go on my YouTube profile, uh, you should see a little join button there. Uh, or if you just want to say thanks one time, then click the three dots on YouTube and there should be a little thanks, like super thanks thing. And you can just drop me like two pound or three euros or something into the tip jar every little helps and it's uh it's all just kind of going into a kitty and then i will use the money to invest in better equipment and so on you, you know how it works um anyway i'll be back on friday night hopefully with a guest although i've not booked anyone yet so you know time will tell on that but that's it from me for now uh big thanks to the patreons and the youtube community members whose names are on the screen as we speak uh, until next time Keep it booge, keep it Binfluencer, and I'm out this motherfucker. <laughs>